Greetings, ladies and metalgents, and welcome to this latest rendition of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. Now, on to the science fiction. Report on Human Systems Correlation Transcript Written by Grand Admiral 98 Prince Trelia Yes, we've been looking forward to your report for some time now. You stayed in the human systems far longer than expected. We were worried that we had to delay our plans awaiting your return. Or uh, send someone else. Count Jeringla my apologies, my prince. I was undercover for a long time, and what I encountered was very unexpected, to say the least. Prince Tralia, it had better be worth it. We did expect something different from past reports, after all. Tell me, what did you find? Count Jeringla, I will tell you, but first, may I request that you send a transcript of this directly to the Emperor of the Gods? Prince You want this report sent directly to him. This is unusual, to say the least. Count Jeringla. Please, your exultance. It is of the utmost importance that you do so. I do not wish him to hear any altered version of this report. Prince Very well. He will hear it immediately after it is completed. But now your report... As I said before, I am growing impatient. Count Jeringula. Thank you, my prince. It is my belief that no one can rule any human, except another human. Rinstralia. That is a very strange assessment. I hope you have the necessary information to back it up. Count Jeringula. I do. As you know, I entered human systems through the Sagittarius arm. Their most downtrodden sector. Rinstralia, what do you mean by that? Are you saying that they discriminate according to how far they are from the core? Count Jeringula, please let me finish, my prince. You understand that they are the most expansive race in the galaxy. They, as of now, have even doubled the territory of our own Ryala Empire. This means that they cannot ensure equal living standards or even equal standards of law or justice across their space. As I was saying, I entered through their lawless space, as it is known to not be controlled by any officially sanctioned part of the human government. By rights, it shouldn't even count as their space. And should we attack there, chances are that the only response we would get are a few raised eyebrows. Rinstralia. So far it sounds very, uh, promising. Count Jerinkula, I'm afraid you do not understand yet. They may not control it, but it doesn't mean that it is defenseless or pure anarchy. Humans have an incredible way of bonding, of forming hierarchies, of, uh, shall I say, organizing themselves. Yes, we know from their history that they have been incredibly divided, but it is often caused by their own innate ability to form groups with those that they have spent even a few minutes with. Prince Tralia, you talk as if you have some personal experience. Count Jeringula, 
that is because I have. In a train on one of their outer worlds, a fire broke out. There was a panic everywhere, obviously. I myself had readied my emergency force wheel, just in case. But had I not had that, I would have surely panicked as well. People were running to the opposite end of the train, as any species would. But then, a random person, one who looked relatively young, suddenly spoke up. Check the windows. You, run and get the fire extinguisher. Another called out. I'm calling the authorities. And yet another. Windows are closed. Can anyone break them? And on and on. Just like that, the humans, who had never met each other, managed to form an organizational system within minutes. This can also be seen as a way the outer planets are managed. Generally, they are controlled by some sort of unofficial council, usually the most powerful people on the planet. They ensure to police it according to the local laws which they themselves have created. Sometimes they can be criminal lords or traders, sometimes even doctors, entertainers, and even some ship captains are amongst the leaders. Rinstralia. So the outer worlds are governed by local oligarchies. I don't see how this is at all that difficult to invade. Count Jeringula. I will explain as I get towards some of the inner worlds, but you can acknowledge the advantages of a system like this for expansion. Rinstralia. Most definitely. Should we attack, we would need to isolate them from each other. And since they can act independently, they would indeed be a slight problem. Count Jeringula. But how would you occupy them, my prince? They can form groups so quickly that anyone we put in charge would barely have any real power over how they live. Breaking the groups would only give them the opportunity to consolidate against us. How would you rule over a people who make it their mission not to be ruled by anyone but themselves? Prince Tralia. How about killing them? Killing a hundred every time they revolt would be civil enough. Count Jeringula. Then the second you turn away, you will receive a knife in your back. This is the first hurdle to overcome. There are more. As I made my way towards their core systems, the governments became more and more organized, oftentimes controlling several star systems. I remember these were called the Nation Clusters of Sagittarius, again ruled by no one in particular but each has an equivalent power of a second-class fleet. Prince Tralia. What? How? Who are they at war with? Count Jeringula. Each other. There are specific laws for each human, of course. They are technically a human coalition citizens, you see. They can't use WMDs on planets. They can't exterminate a civilian population and all that. If they do... The government will send a punitive expedition and divide their territory into component pieces. Generally, they don't last long after that. Either they recoalesce or they get absorbed by neighbors. In any case, as I was saying, the deeper you go, the greater the organization. Until you come to the official human space. Though these citizens hold a great pride of being a part of the outer worlds. 
Though as time goes on, they generally organize into larger groups and corporations. As we'll see, things will be more organized in the core worlds. Brinstradia. Finally, a place where things make sense. Count Jeringula. Don't hold your breath, my prince. As you go deeper, you realize that the principal human government controls only 30% of the official human space. Prince Tralia. What? How? Who controls the rest? Count Jeringula. Let me first explain a few things. To start, official human space comprises of a territory about one and a half times the size of ours. At the center of it all is the capital, Earth, their homeworld. They are technically a republic with an elected government, quite bureaucratic and very alien to ours, but which fits quite well with their capacity to form groups so easily. In any case, this controls a few million star systems and a few hundred colonized worlds. However, most of the rest of the human worlds are controlled by what they call corporations, roughly equivalent to our own trading guilds. But don't let that fool you. They are incredibly powerful. In fact, if I remember correctly, a single minor corporation could field two first-class fleets. A single of the major corporations is a rival in power to most powers in our quadrant, except for the Vodani, and us, of course. But then know that the major corporations each control over 10% human space, and the largest of them controls 40% and is more powerful than their own government. Brinstradia. This begs several questions. How is the system stable? And they seemed very divided. How are they a great threat? Count Jeringula. Because, my prince, they are human. As I said, they can form groups easily. Corporations are the ultimate examples of this. No one told them to do anything. There was no order given to them. They simply acted on their own, decided to do something, and they did it. A corporate structure allows their own people to work with those that they are efficient with and gives them only general orders to accomplish a task. A corporation works for its own system and so has very efficient methods to police its own policies. Much emphasis is also given on what individuals can achieve. A lot of personal gain can be gained if a person works very well. The competition with other corporations also ensures that any corporation which has lived far too long will eventually falter. Due to this, corporations must be strictly meritocratic. Only the best rise, only the greatest can lead. Rinstralia. Sounds like chaos, a complete mess. How do they not destroy themselves? Count Jeringula. An interesting and confusing situation. The corporation control the space, the resources, the planets. But the central government still technically takes care of the people. The corporations must pay a tax to the government. The government then ensures that the citizens of the corporations are kept healthy. It will even offer financial assistance to any corporation which cannot afford to upkeep its infrastructure. The corporations abide by this for a couple of reasons. 
Firstly, because they don't really want to have the headache of taking care of their own people. And second, if they don't, and the government stops giving their people benefits, most betray the corporation. It has happened several times. Once, when a corporation had a territory of 60% of human space, Within seven months, it was completely gone as its people dismantled it from the inside, creating 20 new minor corporations as a result. I myself have talked to many humans which have lived through that. The conflict was roughly equivalent to a civil war, although it didn't last long. In most cases, the fleets of the corporation betrayed it and joined with the people more capable of safeguarding their lives and possessions. These people don't live for war. Their warriors are very well paid and will turn if they feel that what they are doing is not right. Brinstralia The humans' famed ability to form groups. Correct. Count Uringula. Correct. It is a complete chaos, but what happens is that the corporations never touch infrastructure. The laws change slightly, the people at the top change, the territory and maps change, but it rarely affects those at the bottom. There had never been a siege of a whole planet. Generally, a conflict would be decided with a few major battles. Raids on enemy supplies and military installations. Ultimately, finishing in a change of territory and the hostile takeover of a few assets. It is complete chaos, but it works. It works exceedingly well. Such a decentralized system allows them to control the territory, surpassing ours in size in less than 300 years. Casualties are generally in the few thousands, even with million-man armies as their ships and installations are designed to keep the crews alive. Brunstralia But what if corporations decide to have their people loyal to them instead of the government, by giving them benefits and all? Count Juringula That happened once. The government sent a strike team and killed all major leaders of the corporation before any real loyalty was accomplished. To do it properly, it needs to be done slowly and gradually, and even then, the government has many spies and a lot of money to bribe other corporations to do their bidding. Not to mention that the corporations do have a say in the government, so they have no interest in succeeding. Brunstralia I can see what you're saying that humans are hellish to control, if not by another human. But now, here's the question. If we're to conquer them... How would we go about it? Count Juringula I don't know. Their internal structure is hellish, but from the outside, they're as good as a single block. If you manage to try and bribe a few leaders from a few major corporations to go to your cause, you would only anger the people, who have no real loyalty to the corporation and can dismantle it from the inside. These people are motivated by profit and power. Give them both, and you can get your allies. However, note what I said before. You will never truly control them. They will be your allies. Nothing more than that. Not to mention that the central government has a fleet strong enough to rival ours. This is not even including the rest of the corporate fleets, which could triple their size. 
If they came together, it would get very dangerous very quickly. Prince Tralia. Understood. But assume we could conquer them. How would we control the human planets? Count Jeringula. You can't. Prince Tralia. Assuming we could. Count Jeringula. If... If you had a human planet in your possession, the police would barely function, leaving the criminals rampant. The crime gangs would be everywhere, resisting your occupation with all their might, because human control is most profitable for them. The traders would cheat you, because they have no respect for you. The workers would go on strike, because you can never hope to give them the freedom that they would like. If you try and force the issue, you would lose over 60% of the population you conquered, enough to make the whole thing worthless. And seeing the purge, the rest of the human planets would rush to their aid, as an affront to not only one of their kind, but all of their kind. To control a human, you must think like them, play with the mafia, give them power, while keeping most of yours work with the police by offering them certain advantages for working for you. Get groups to fight each other rather than you, and for that you need a human. A human loyal to you, and that, I don't believe, can ever happen. Prince Tralia. Does fear really not work on them? Count Jeringula. Of course it does, but in most species fear causes us to run away, to each his own. But for humans, any long-lasting fear pushes them into each other's arm, where they form a group within few seconds, at which point they do their best to destroy the source of the fear. You need only look at human history to find this. Very few of their cultures were ever destroyed without a genocide, and most of them kept some wish for independence. And at some point, they earned it. No empire could rule forever like they did on our world. Every empire fell, quickly, if it did not respect the wishes of its conquered peoples. Slowly, if it gave them something else just as valuable. But they did eventually fall. If humans can only barely control other humans, I'm afraid the task is next to impossible for us. Brunstralia I see, then you say that we shouldn't attack them directly because they could overwhelm us. Count Jeringula, they have little experience in deadly wars. It is possible to defeat them, though this is by no means guaranteed. But the question is, then what? Their worlds are not ideal for us, their people are uncontrollable and chaotic. What the Empire would gain, it would lose that and more trying to control the territory. The advantages that we would get on the galactic map would be balanced by the troops we would lose to guerrillas and the lack of safety here at home. What I'm saying is that unless you want to kill every last one of them, they cannot be defeated. And there is no real point in ruling if you don't have anyone to rule. Prince Tralia I see... Stops recording. But now here is another question. Off the record. What would it take to hire them? Make them an ally. Will they die for those who hire them? Count Jeringula. Third Prince. I'm not sure where you're going with this. 
It's a simple matter. Give their army something to fight for. Land, wealth, resources. If you want an ally with a corporation, it'll really only depend on the cost. Though all but a few will consider you their main partner. Runestralia. I see. Tell me, Count. Who do you serve? Count Geringula. You, my prince. Runestralia. Only me. Count Geringula. Of course, my prince. Not even the Emperor can overrule your commands to me. Prince Tralia. Well, I'm afraid you will have to go to the humans again and hire three first-class fleets. Count Geringula. I don't understand, Third Prince. Prince Tralia. You will soon, and my proper title. Once you return will not be Third Prince, but... Emperor of the gods. These humans may not be conquerable, but they certainly aren't useless. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one. And until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.